about what to talk about. And all I could think of were all these little things that I've been experiencing. And then I thought, well, hell, it's, it is the little things. It's the little things. That's what life is. And being year of the water rabbit in Chinese astrology in feng shui. Gone from a tiger to the rabbit. So maybe it is the year of the little things. Kind of like that because then it's sort of manageable, but it also can be kind of manic to manage all the little things. That's rabbit energy, tending to all these little minutiae. But I think I'll take that over the big whoppers. I have a sip of coffee. Hold on. Okay, I'm drinking from my Gaia Sphere cup, my Gaia Sphere event center cup. And I've never actually been there. I want to go so badly. My husband got this for me, my husband Chuck, because he knows how much I like Gaia. Okay, so let's see. What's up? I've been traveling a little bit more, not a lot more, but a little bit more. And that's been, you know, hellacious as usual. You know, it doesn't have to be this bad. That's what I want to say to the airlines. It doesn't have to be as bad as you're making it. The actual people that work at the airlines, they're trying. Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned on the fasten seatbelt sign. I've run into nothing but nice flight attendants and, you know, people who work at airports and the check-in counters and all of it. Not the people with the whistles (laughs) in front of the airport. I find that to be the next level of harassment and bizarre. But the airlines, I mean, they're not considering what's going on with the uh, American population because just when you thought the seats couldn't get any smaller, they're getting smaller. Sorry. They crammed three bathrooms in the back of the last plane I was on. All three of us were crammed into these seats. I mean, if I had another piece of like pie this year, like all bets are off. And, you know, I'm not a giant person. I just feel really bad for people that are having to be squished into these seats or perhaps not even being able to get into the seat. I mean, it would be utterly humiliating. There used to be a lot more room in the seats, and I just don't understand how they get away with making everything so much smaller. It's offensive. All right, so whatever. That's not news to anybody. And if I don't complain it, you know, I've been in business class. which doesn't happen very often, unless I feel sorry for myself and feel like getting a case of the efforts and I just end up there somehow. Okay, so that's been happening. I've been traveling. I started to get my nails done again. That's exciting. You know, I stopped doing that for a long time, mostly because I was just too lazy, but also because I didn't really want to be in a, a salon. Oh my God, I got the best massage, by the way, in the last manicure I got. She's like, do you want extra massage? I'm like, uh, I looked at my watch. I looked at my calendar. I was like, yes, I do. I was like, my back and my shoulders. She goes, okay, come with me. And she you know, talks so fast. Okay, come with me now. And I was like, I went with her and I went to the secret room, which was kind of like the janitor closet, I think. It had all the purses and paper towels and bottles of Windex and then this sort of angled short massage table. She's like, get up here. I'm like, okay. And then I get up there and I had impossible clothes on. So she's like yanking it up and putting a towel and yanking it down and putting a towel. And I was like, oh God, this is getting awkward. And then 
she proceeded to have my foot kind of up on the toilet paper shelves because the massage table is too short and it's kind of angled weird anyway. So that it's kind of going into the, the bottom of it's going into the shelves. It's like, I'm like in the break room slash beauty treatment ish room. I mean, so makeshift. Oh my God. In a strip mall with a red satin sheet. It was really sus, but the place is not. So I trusted that I was in good hands. Not only that, I was in very small hands. She had these tiny little hands and they were so strong and these tiny little bony hands just gave me the best massage I have ever had. I was going to say all all year, but that hasn't been very long. So it was amazing. Like I kind of want to go back just for a massage with this woman's tiny, strong hands that she like, she really cared that like every knot was out. But I kind of don't want to go back to the room. Now I'm thinking about travel again. I'm remembering that I was sitting in the Delta lounge with my husband coming back from, oh, I was going to LA. (laughs) No, I I was in LA coming back to Florida. And we were in the Delta lounge at like 9, 9.30 in the morning. And all of a sudden, I look up and in the walkway in the lounge, all of a sudden, there's all these women and shirtless men in grass skirts with leaves around their head and bongos and like, not bongos, but some sort of like intense drum. And it became like this Tahitian dance festival, which is so alarming at nine in the morning. (laughs) When you're relaxing with your coffee, and then all of a sudden it's like, and it was this Tahitian. I guess it was the beginning of Tahitian Airlines launching a nonstop flight from LA to Tahiti. Hey, maybe I can get product placement for this from Tahitian Airlines. Hashtag Tahiti. Anyway, there was that. So I went from massage to Tahiti to what else can I tell you? I've been up to stuff. I'm doing an astrology party in February that I'm excited about. I wrote some things down, none of which I've mentioned yet. Let's see. Um, I did write this very important note down. What's going on with crispy potato recipes? That was a note I made in my phone. Um, I do want to know what's happening on Instagram. Every single time I look at a cooking video, it's, well, this is an exaggeration, not every time, but I mean, we're talking 60, 70% of the recipes that I'm seeing. I don't think I've, well, I might have liked all of them. Maybe that's why the algorithm keeps showing them to me. Crispy potatoes, any kind of crispy potato, smashed crispy potato, or just Parmesan coated crispy potato, or just potato, potato, potato. it's nothing but potatoes. Sriracha potatoes, that was one I just saw. I mean, it's constant crispy potato recipes, which my only worry is that maybe it's a sign that people are a little more depressed than they should be because potatoes, I always think of as they're kind of like my, my pharmaceutical when I'm blue. Mm. We used to live right down the street from the, this coffee shop, this old diner coffee shop called Dupar's in Los Angeles. And when we moved there, I was thrilled because A, I had some severe hormonal imbalance from being like perimenopausal and then menopausal. 
And anyone who's experienced this knows that some depression can come with hormonal imbalances. And so my solution, not really knowing what was wrong with me, just knowing that, you know, I felt a little low was to eat potatoes. (laughs) So they had potato skins, which is like an antidepressant with morphine on top of it, (laughs) the cheese. And so I think when I moved in and it was such a stressful time, I can't even tell you when we moved into this house and we had to remodel it and there were some health issues in our family and there was lots of drama and I was not handling it very well. And I don't know, LA was stressing me out at the time, you know, the momming and anyway, not mean my daughter's an angel, but just the whole situation was a perfect storm for me just to be stressed out and depressed. My solution was potato skins. And so I think I called Dupar's like I was up to like four, four times a week. And that was all I'd eat. It's all I could eat. It's all that would make me feel better. And it did make me feel better. And then one day I found uh, some help. I got some help, someone to help me with my depression and hormones using other means besides potatoes. So I got some help and all of a sudden I didn't need the potatoes the same way. And I was like, and in hindsight, it was only then that I was like, oh, oh, that's why I ate so many potatoes. But then I was thinking like my husband and I were cracking up because we realized that the person answering the phone, taking orders at Dupar's was probably really worried about where the, where the potato lady had gone. Because <laughs> I'm sure that I had a nickname. And that every time I called, they'd cover the phone and be like, it's the potato lady. (laughs) So we had this whole story about me as the potato lady. And then the stories that Dupars might have told in the kitchen about this woman who ordered potato skins every day and that something must have happened. She must have dropped dead and the stories they would tell themselves. And also like how much I might have screwed up their inventory, like because they counted on me calling (laughs) in every day to used up this amount of potatoes and cheese and sour cream. And and then one day they just, they had too many potatoes, too many potatoes and too much cheese because I was no longer using that allotted piece of the inventory. (laughs) So anyway, God, this is a meaningful episode, isn't it? Let me see what else I wrote down besides crispy potatoes. Yeah. So let me just tell you, if you're depressed, potatoes are not the answer. I have, I have some other tips for you, tips and tricks. Oh, you know what I want to talk about? This is a can of worms, though. All right, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. Harry and Megan. So, all right, I've opened it. I am fascinated with not them necessarily, not really. Well, I think they're amazing people, actually. But I'm fascinated that I'm semi-alone-ish in that opinion, that I think they're amazing people. Before I even saw the Netflix special, before the book came out, there was all of this talk, obviously, about them, maybe not in intellectual circles, but, you know, in the media. And I started asking my friends or just people that I'd be hanging out with, I would ask, I'd say, why, especially the ones who lived in, I have a few who live in London, I say, why do people dislike Megan so much? Why? Are people so opinionated and negative about her, about their whole situation? Because honestly, I don't understand. I didn't understand it. I still am trying to understand it. So that's what I'm fascinated with. I'm fascinated with trying to understand 
why people have such strong opinions that they are going about their lives in the wrong way. That writing, agreeing to the Netflix special and filming it is so wrong. It's misguided. It's inappropriate. It's damaging. It's all of these things. And I'm obsessed with understanding the dynamics around why people have such opinions. So that's what I'm into lately. I might as well put mine out there. First of all, I watched the net and I tried to refrain from a fully formed opinion. I still don't have a fully formed opinion. I mean, it's not, I'm, what am I going to have a fully formed opinion about somebody else's life and choices? I thought the Netflix specials were really interesting, really insightful as far as the reflections that each of them offered about their experience and pretty straightforward. I didn't find them at all whiny or blamey. I think she seems intelligent, beautiful. Well, obviously she's beautiful, you know, um, balanced. Her intentions seem pure, which is by the way, even if they weren't, none of my business. Her intentions are none of anyone's business. He obviously loves her. I think she's impressive. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see what the, I don't know. I don't, I don't see the negative. I was listening to a, a few episodes. Then I got curious, started listening to a few episodes of her podcast called Archetypes, I believe. And it's really good. And she has great conversations with interesting people. I hear things like, oh, she's ambitious. She knew what she was getting herself into. First of all, I say ambitious. Sure, why not? I don't think it sounds like she was after him for his position at all. But if she were, I don't know that that would be odd, seeing as the entire world has mythology around princes and princesses and kings and queens. So I think it's kind of baked into our psyche to think that that's a, an attractive bio detail. Bio detail. That sounds like Indian matchmaking. <laughs> uh, it's not part of your bio data. Okay, you have to watch the show. That is a good show. Anyway, so then I, so of course, I'm listening to Harry, I almost called him Henry, Harry read his book, Spare, or Spare. <laughs> Spare. And it's really good. I highly, highly recommend it. And I like his voice, his intonation. You get his intended meaning behind the way he wrote the book or helped write it. It's really good. And I find zero whininess in any of it so far. I'm like up to chapter 40 something. Anyway, I think they're lovely human beings. And I guess that's what I want to underline is they're human beings. And he was born into an incredibly difficult family to be born into. If you have any sense of wanting to be your own person, good luck. To make this even interesting, I'd have to discuss this with somebody else, which I probably will one day because I don't think I don't think the controversy over them is ever going away. But I don't know why there's controversy over two people wanting to live the kind of life they want to live and have control, more control over the narrative about their own lives, especially since they have kids in the picture. So anyway, I guess I'll just leave it at that. All I want is for people to look at their look at their opinions and why they might have either a knee-jerk reaction or an opinion about these two people's lives and be honest about it. Because I can kind of feel what it might be for some people of a certain generation and background, but I, I don't really want to name it. Because who am I? Who am I to name other people's, you know, source sources for their opinions? 
But I, I do recommend uh, listening to Spare, the audiobook as read by Prince Harry, who is very articulate and easy to listen to. One thing I'll just put out there, I don't think some people like her because she was actually chosen. She was the chosen one. I think there might be a bit of pure jealousy of why her. I don't know why. I don't know why people don't like her. And by the way, apparently they never, I still can't find them saying we want privacy. That was, they never exactly said we want privacy. They said they didn't want to be harassed and they didn't want to be lied about and they didn't want to feel endangered, but they, I don't know that they ever came out and said we want privacy. So that, I think that was another media spin because a lot of people were saying, well, if they really wanted privacy, then why are they coming out and making a TV show? It's like, maybe they didn't, maybe they just want more privacy. How about that? They're human beings. They want more privacy or they want more privacy for their children and their family life. But as individuals, I'm not sure they ever said, we want privacy. So like, well, why don't you just go up into the Northern woods of Canada then and chop wood and be quiet and, you know, it's like. Why should, why should two people in the public eye have to do that to live life on their terms? Let me see if I can find something to talk about. You know what? That might be enough. No, I wrote two other things, two, sm- two other small things to start the new year with. Chuck showed me the, can- he was making oatmeal last week and he held up the canister of Quaker Oats and pointed out that the Quaker Oats man looks young, which is alarming and true. Take a look at him. He might have the sort of the white hair, but he looks young. And so just notice that because it's actually kind of funny. God, I have the weirdest random notes. Yeah, take a look at the Quaker Oats man and feel a little more mature. In the words of Taylor Sheridan, I can do that. I can look at the Quaker Oats. I can do that. If you watch anything like Yellowstone or 1883 or 1923 or whatever Taylor Sheridan writes, his favorite line, if someone asks another character to do something challenging or tough or, you know, take care of something for the family, the character always answers instead of like, sure, uh-huh, okay, gotcha, got it. They always answer in a very sort of dramatic, manly phrase. I can do that. Now, Bob, I'm going to need you to watch over the house. Can you do that while I'm gone? Instead of yes, it's I can do that. So take a look at the Quaker Oats man listening to you say, I can do that. Lastly, I'm going to leave you with a Christmas present I got. So I received from somebody a moleskin or moleskine. How do you say it? Moleskin? Moleskine? I don't think I'm going to get sponsorship for this one now, but moleskin notebook. But this one has like a digital responsive paper with like dots and a special pen. So you write on it and then it will all import into your computer, which I kind of don't understand the need for, uh, I guess, maybe unless you, I'm out in the field. I think you'd have to be out in the field sketching notes for other people. And then you really have to share your notes with other people. I don't know. It's, it, I, can't, I couldn't come up with a scenario where I would use this, but I think it's kind of great because I was reading the instructions on the back and I should go get it. Anyway, so the, the instructions, it says, open the notebook. And, and it, instead of calling the blank page a blank page or a blank sheet of paper or just paper or page, Moleskin has redefined the blank page or the blank piece of paper as 
a distraction-free creative space. So <laughs> um, next time someone asks you for a piece of paper, say, I'm sorry, do you mean a distraction-free creative space? Because I can help you with that. It's the little things. Let's go into 2023, appreciating the little things, improving the little things. I'm not sure Harry and Meghan fall under the category of little things, but I guess in the scheme of humanity and what's going on in the world, it's a little thing. It's a little distraction. It's an interesting distraction, though. Anyway, I hope all the little things in your Year of the Rabbit are productive and easy and peaceful and joyful and fun and interesting and take you in directions of growth and thriving. Okay. All right. See you next time. Oh, hey, one more thing. I would like to make this podcast bigger, which means I'm going to make it better. But in order to feel like it's worth it, I would love if you like it even a little bit, if you would rate it and review it and all that nonsense. And then the other thing is, if you like horoscopes and interesting things and a little bit of creative fiction, I have a newsletter that I write and it goes out each week. And it's not really even a newsletter. I don't even know why it's called that. But it's an email I send out each week. I would love for you to try it because people like it. Raise your hand if you like it. Everyone out there who likes it is raising their hand. It's good. And you can always unsubscribe if you find it to be annoying or too much. But try it. I think you'll like it. All right. Have a great week. Big hug. Bye.